What am I saying? You cannot neglect the message and expect change. You cannot just go, listen to me, you cannot just expect a feel, feel, good, good, goo gaga feeling every day. It's not that. Sometimes you're mad at God. Sometimes you're happy with God. Sometimes like, because your emotion sucks, all right? Because emotion comes from a fallen place, all right? Our God is emotional, absolutely. But his emotion is just and, and right. And Mark is reminding us that we need to put it in check. How do we put it in check? By duty, which reveals desire. And desire reveals duty. You see that? Duty is a perfect example. Desire is a perfect example of God's message. So this is what I would encourage everyone. Our life application for today is to spend 15 minutes a day reading God's word, praying through God's word, and journaling about God's word. Listen to me. If you cannot pray, that's a perfect example that you're not reading your word. How do you expect to pray if you don't read the playbook, Hawaiians? Right? How can a football player know what a spread versus an eye formation look like if they don't look at the playbook? How can a basketball player know what, what position is, one, two, three, four, five, uh, and what, what, how that relates if he's not in the playbook? Our book, right, is a gift from God to you. It's the message, the only message that matters. And when you start reading faithfully his word, people will start tripping out. Why? Because you're different. But the problem is you don't like be different. You don't like look like Christ or God. You, you want to look like the world. You want to look like a dog going back to its own vomit. And you expect greatness out of that. There's not much greatness going back to your vomit, guys. That's still bacteria. That's sin. Bacteria with bacteria with more bacteria equals bacteria. Death. And you need to accept this. As hard as it is, you need to proclaim God, your dependency on this message. Mark declares, this is how God introduces himself to us. Secondly, God speaks to us and introduces himself to the pastor, which we would call, number two, the messenger. Mark tells us that we can know God through the messenger. Verses two to four, Mark references the different Old Testament passages, specifically in Isaiah, but even in other passages like Exodus 23, where it says, I'm going to send a messenger. Another word for messenger is the word angel, right? This is where we get the word angel from, but we're talking about more of a human messenger. Malachi 3.1 says, he, the messenger, will clear the way, meaning he will proclaim a clear presentation of the gospel. Isaiah 40 verse 3 says, he, the messenger, is the voice crying out in the wilderness. What's the cause of wilderness? Is that people are lost when they're in the wilderness. Hilo is a wilderness. Verse 4 says, we see that this messenger is John the Baptist. I love how Mark just like fast forwards through these few verses. He says, oh yeah, and by the way, John appeared. I mean, look at it. Like he prophesies about these prophets, and then in conjunction to that, he just says, by the way, John appeared. Well, who is this John? John the baptizer, because he baptized people. Mark describes John's ministry and his appearance. He baptized people all over Judea. Uh, this is where he gets his name, John the baptizer, John the Baptist. He also proclaimed repentance of sin. In addition, he proclaimed forgiveness of sin. It's not the true gospel if the message and the messenger does not preach both stance. There must be a repentance of sin, and he proclaims the forgiveness of sin. Also, we know about this messenger is that he is related to Jesus by blood. 
their mothers are first cousins. But here's, we're going back to the gospel messenger, right? Here's a biblical truth. As messengers of the gospel, we must preach both repentance and forgiveness. Anything short of this is not the gospel. Are you with me? Repentance and forgiveness. You need to call people out in their sin, like we do at Oana Church every Sunday. You need to talk about sin in every message. You cannot be one of those messengers that think, well, they know what is bad. Ole. You can't assume and be presumptuous that people know what sin is and what sin is not because they are dead to Christ and alive in their sin. They think it's normal to do what they've always done. And so the Bible makes it straightforward and clears a path that the gospel through the messenger tells us that we need to repent. We need, and then up from repentance is forgiveness. Hey, I get it. Listen to me. It's not popular. Okay? It's not popular. It's hard to make friends when you call them out on their sin. Not on their gossip. All right? What he said, she said, whatever. On their sin. It's hard. Trust me, I know all my best friends is not in here. Because why? It's hard to call them out on their sin. I have called them out on their sin. They started strong with me when the church first started, but that's what happens. Sin, right? The gospel, the message, the messenger exposes sin. And what happens is I'm more accountable to God with the message I have. You are more accountable to God with the message you have. But when we're in sin, it's hard to be the messenger. Hard to live by example, and I don't say this, again, to be divisive or uh, condescending. It's just true. It's hard to preach truth. But look at me. Though it's hard, it's the right thing to do. It shows true love. Look at two results of sharing the gospel. Number one, we show our allegiance to God and faithfulness to the sharing of his message. Number two, this demonstrates genuine love for God and genuine love for others. I want you to see John the Baptist. In addition, he was a modest and humble brother. I mean, he wore, he eat locusts and honey. His clothes was made out of camel's hair. I mean, girls, come on now, right? $150 jeans, come on, right? Like, like this brother puts us in check right here. Camel's hair, right? That's what he does. Look, he preached on salvation through the power of the Holy Spirit. And most of all, John's main priority was to prepare the way of the Lord. These are great marks to strive for. And let me just say, John's life didn't end well. Why? Because he, he wasn't trying to make friends. He was trying to point people to truth, to the gospel. The king himself was offended by John's preaching and John's baptizing. So the king all right, ordered a hit on him. That's what the gospel does, right? That's what the gospel does. I mean, those that we've come into contact with, that I've shared the gospel with, that I've rebuked and reproved and loved on in the community, when I see them in the community, you know, I, my, my heart breaks because, you know, they deny the gospel. And that's not my heart. I pray people re- receive the gospel. Here's what I don't want anybody to hear, specifically those who play church today, if you're playing church, Right? I never want you to hear the words that God says in Matthew 7. When church people told him, didn't we do this in your name? Then we would do this and that and this and that. And then God says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Look, the gospel is not what you do for God. You can come to church all day long and you miss God. The gospel, listen to me. 
The gospel is about a true, genuine life change from the inside out. That we don't see the outside as the, as the platform of your life change. All right? We see the inside, the heart. The heart has changed. And John the Baptist is making this clear. And here's a few things we need to strive for to see healthy conversion. Number one, we need to see, are we boldly sharing the clear gospel of repentance and forgiveness? Number two, am I humble in the way I carry myself? Number three, am I led by the Holy Spirit in preparing the way of the Lord? Because those are things that allows us to identify some great marks of maturity in the gospel. Lastly, Mark introduces God through the Messiah. Can I get a witness there, right? I thank God that the Messiah came. This is a promise from God in the Old Testament. He said, I will give you my Messiah. All right? He will not look like a politician. He will not act like a human king or monarchy. He will look just like you. I mean, he's going to be born of a manger, in a manger. He's going to be of the most humbling forms to the Messiah. So look at what verses 7 to 8 says. It says this, and he, who is he? John the Baptist. He will preach. What is the word preach? In the Greek, it means to, to make known of, right? He will say, after me comes the Messiah, the Christ. In other words, the anointed one, the only one, right? Who is mightier than I am. The strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. The picture between a servant and a master. Like this guy saying, man, I don't even have the right right now. I don't, even, I don't even feel like I have the right to touch his toes because that's how holy this Messiah and great this Messiah is. He goes on to say, I have baptized you with, with water, right? A symbol of salvation. Not salvation, but a symbol of salvation. But he, God, will baptize you with the what? Holy Spirit, the true work of salvation. Now, depending on what theology you come from, this, uh, this work of the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit, a lot of, a lot of teachers teach that it's a second part of salvation conversion. We don't believe that at Ohana Church. We believe once you're saved, that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit because Romans 8 says that without my spirit, you aren't my child. All right, so, so we don't believe of a second regeneration or a second salvation when someone confessed to Christ as their Lord and Savior, you know, from the, the conviction of their heart, the repentance of sin, embracing the gospel, they get God's spirit. Are we all on the same page, all right? And so this is what this was declaring about the Messiah. And based on verse 1, Mark gives clear answer to who this Messiah is, say his name, Jesus, right? The gospel is about Jesus. I want you to see how Paul urges and agrees with Mark's description of the gospel being about Jesus in detail to the church of Colossae, where, where Philemon was a leader, right? Colossians 1 says this, he, who is he, everybody? Jesus. He is the image of the what? Invisible God, all right? When we see Jesus, or when the disciples see Jesus, all right, they see God in the flesh. When people today see us, they see Jesus, They see Jesus in the flesh through us. He goes on. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were, help me out, created in heaven and on earth, visible and what? Invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and what? For him. And he is before all things and in him all things what? Hold together. Even in this fallen world, God is holding it together. 
through the Messiah, Christ, right? And he is the head of the what? Body. Not Kahu Zeke, not Kahu Marcus, not the leaders of this church. He, Christ, is the head of the body. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Why do you say he's the firstborn from the dead, everybody? Because he didn't die again. He remains alive, and that's where we will come someday. We'll be second ones, right? And in everything, he might be preeminent, meaning the, the greatest of all, the first of all. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to what? Dwell. That's the sacrifice on the cross. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, you guys ready? This is what it means to be gospel-centered. Talks about Jesus. May your conversations be about Jesus like these verses. May it not be man-centered, but Christ-centered. Now he talks about how we relate to the gospel. He goes on and says, and you, who once were what? Alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you what? Holy, blameless, and above reproach before what? Him. You did not save yourself. God does not need you for anything. It is by his grace and his mercy that you can even be a part of that name above names. It's not about you. This is not your best life now to be all you can be in it of yourself. You need Christ. I need Jesus. Look on, he goes on and says in verse 23, If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and all of which I, Paul, became a minister of. This is what he said. For you who received the gospel of repentance and forgiveness, as verses 1 to 8 says in Mark, in Christ alone, here is the natural response. You guys ready? The glory of Christ. Do you want me to tell you your purpose for life? The glory of Christ. Do you want me to tell you what job you should get? And for what purpose? The glory of Christ. That could be a maintenance man. That could be a, just a mother home caretaker. That could be a teacher. That could be whatever it is. Your purpose here on earth is for the glory of Christ. This text says, Paul is saying, everything that God the Father is, Jesus is with skin on. And everything Jesus is with skin on, we are because of the Holy Spirit. What am I saying is that the gospel of Mark is not about you primarily. The gospel of Mark is about Jesus his glory but we have songs that are written that says God didn't want to be alone in heaven he was not alone because God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit has always existed he is the preeminent of his nature and we get to be a part of that not just as an extension anymore but as a true listen to me as a genuine follower of Jesus who belongs to God the Father That's the joy. That really is the joy. 
But the problem is when you hear messages that are gospel-centered and truly Christ-centered, you are offended. And by means, that's not really a problem. That's good because you're offending. You being offending has only one way to respond. God, thank you for your grace. If I am offended by the gospel, praise Jesus. If you are offended by the gospel, praise the Lord. Why? Because it's in our offensiveness that God can do what only God can do when you cannot do for yourself. That's what it is. Oh, you're judging me, Kahu. Amen. See, these church people, they say all these things that don't even make sense. Well, God wouldn't give you more than he could handle. He's God. He can. Stop saying all these Christianese stuff that you don't even understand biblically what it means. Cannot judge. You're talking about. It says don't judge lest you be judged. You know what that means? Don't judge if something's in your eye already. That's what it's talking about. If you have a sin, the same kind of sin or any kind of sin, you cannot judge nobody else. But if you porno with the Lord, which we can be porno with God, amen? Judge. Judge. Why? It is judgment that allows us to experience repentance. And the problem with the church today is you don't understand there's different kind of judgments. I mean, if you who've been, if is on parole or been to jail or been in a court, there's different kind of judgments. There's ones where you're on parole. There's ones where you have no parole, right? You're going to be in jail forever and ever and ever. But there's different kinds. The judgment we're talking about is the one that can free you from your position. So here's the deal. And there's only one way to articulate whatever to articulate, and it's this. Embrace the gospel. Embrace the gospel. Right? You're convicted. Receive it. Repent of your sins. Trust in Jesus. And this is how we should respond physically. Number one, sign up for Ohana groups. Number two, sign up to serve. Number three, sign up for our next step classes. You want to really experience the gospel? Then stop just showing up on Sundays and doing nothing with it. You know what we call that? Spiritual obesity. You know what spiritual obesity is? You're hearing so much truth, but you're doing nothing with it. And we believe that can be functioned to the avenue of the local church. Get involved in the Ohana group. Serve through the church. Be a member of a church. Stop being a attender. Belong somewhere. All right? That's why we believe in a gospel church. John Piper says this, and we'll be powerful. When it comes to the word of God, the word of God leads us to freedom. Jesus said... You will know the truth, and help me out, and the truth will set you free. The truth of God's word works freedom in many ways and brings joy in all of them. But Jesus signals his focus in verse 34. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to what? Sin. The freedom he has in mind there is freedom from the enslaving and destructive effect of sin. The truth sets us free from this. So Jesus turns this truth into a prayer in John 17, 17. Listen to me. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is what? Truth. Sanctify means to make holy or free from sin. I will be bold to say 
If you say you've been a Christian for so many long, so many long years or months, or whatever, and there's no change or progress of change, the ch- my challenge to you would be: you may have not met the Jesus of the Bible. Now that's hard to hear, but that's the truth. The Jesus of the Bible does not enslave you in more sin. Hello. The Jesus of the Bible frees you from your sin. And then those who reject him and reject him and reject him, I'll just bring up John 3, 17. That's why you got to read beyond 16. It says those who reject Christ has already been condemned. You're showing your true nature. But I'm just believing that you're here because you truly genuinely want to be changed. You choose, I, I don't know why some of you still come back to this church as hard as we preach on the gospel. Like I, I'm not trying to build a big church. And we're not even, we're not one of those hyper-Calvinist church. We love people. I mean, I get people at my house every day. We love people. I'm a football coach. You try to be a football coach in this city. You don't like hanging around with people after that. You know what I'm saying? But it's the reality. The gospel that leads me to repentance leads all people to repentance and whether you believe in free will or choice or human responsibility here's the gospel those who will repent will be saved and those who will be saved will endure and those who will endure guess what gets the biggest gift of all Jesus like like that 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 should bless you today not the right thing not, not the popular thing but the right thing right a relationship to Jesus. So here's the gospel. Stand with me. And I want you to read this gospel statement out to me, with me. I want you to stretch your hands to the Lord. In fact, I would even say, flip those palms a little. All right? I know this is like Methodist people right there, yeah? That's all right. Flip your palms to people, to people, yeah, to the Lord. And I want you to say this statement after me, the gospel. One, two, three. The beauty of the gospel is that it motivates us both to follow and apply what we could never do apart from Christ. Now, I want you to say it again like you really mean it now, like you've read it before, okay? And you mean it. I want you to sing it out, okay? Say it out. Praise it out. Pray it out. Yeah, sing it out if you want. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever key you want in, all right? Just say it out loud. That's the gospel. Proclaim it. One, two, three. The beauty of the gospel is that it motivates us both to follow and apply what we could never do apart from ourselves. I get it. But that's the problem. Self. God, we need you. God, we want you. God, we love you. Thank you for your gospel. Just grab you guys' hearts right now. joy and holiness and holiness is Jesus God we need you help us to identify our our flaws our failures our vices give us joy in your name alone change us from the inside out and may we be different because we've missed the true Savior of the world. Yes, you are. Yahweh. 
Elohim, Adonai. Jesus. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. We trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray.